3: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45% up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
0: let's fixed. ask Howard Beck if he can survive without Twitter how about that you know Howard just wrote a
1: great piece for sports and it is about LeBron James, and part of it deals with the GOAT debate, but it's just about LeBron and his accomplishments, and check that out, sportsillustrated.com. Howard Beck of SI now joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Can we move the trade deadline if Twitter isn't up by 4 p.m. tomorrow?
2: Um, Twitter is back. It did start functioning again within the last couple minutes. DMs do not appear to be back yet. I can't get to those, but... Uh, you can tweet again. So, uh, the the world is safe for mankind and trade deadlines
1: at and, the moment. And Woj and Howard Beck and Shams. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy. Uh, all right. So let's start with LeBron. I actually wanted to start not about necessarily last night, but more about just l- like specific eras of LeBron. Which which town got the best iteration of LeBron? Cleveland, Miami, or L.A. Interesting.
2: Um, the best iteration of LeBron, I mean, look, his best stretch, obviously, is eight straight finals that spans the four years in Miami and his second tour in Cleveland. And, you know, there's there's three titles along the way there. So somewhere between the 2011-12 season, after he had, you know, kind of gotten over everything that happened in, in the first finals with Miami. So somewhere like in that 11-12 range through – I guess 2017, 18. I mean, it's the thing is like the Cavs got their butts kicked by the Warriors. Once the Warriors got the, got Durant those, those last couple of seasons that they played the Cavs in the finals. And LeBron was done in by a kind of a faltering supporting cast too. And you know, the infamous J.R. Smith play and all that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look, the Lakers knew at the moment they signed LeBron uh, a few years back that they were getting late stage LeBron. And I think if you knew that he was going to play at this level, this far into his, this deep into his career, I mean, they would have, they would have absolutely celebrated, um, you know, because you didn't know how many good years of LeBron, the Lakers were going to get at the tail end here, but LeBron's twilight is uh, apparently going to be a lot longer than anybody else's.
0: Howard, I got a question. My, my partner um, is, is a very smart guy in, in some ways, incredibly intelligent in, in some, some ways. ways. And yesterday we got into a bit, a bit of a, it wasn't heated debate. It was kind of a silly. It was, bit. it was a little heated. It, it, was, got kind a little of, it heated. was kind of silly Howard, but he was mad because the game was going to be at ten o'clock, you know, on a, on a school night. And I'm old, and we're not that old, but I'm <laughs> like, stay up for the game. It's okay. They've got this thing scheduled. It's you know, it's a West Coast team. He's like, well, they should have rescheduled this to a, a five thirty West Coast tip time. How difficult would that have been to do?
2: Very difficult. I mean, one rescheduling it at the last minute, leading right. Um, you know, there's there's you know, just functional arena issues and staffing issues and everything else. Yep. On top of that. This was obviously a much more intensely attended game than the average regular season game. This was more like a conference finals or finals game when it comes to the amount of people they needed there to uh, create that moment once LeBron got the record and to stop the game. And you saw how many NBA employees were on the court, plus all the you know other dignitaries who were there. Uh, it takes a lot. On top of that, it's L.A., guys. Like No one's getting to the arena at 5 o'clock on That's a That's what I said told you yeah it seems no to one's be getting a, there
1: at it seems to be an LA problem not a Nick Wilson problem I <laughs> went back on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline I did want to ask you about uh you know your 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 cover piece on on this and and you actually took it back to 1984 and and kind of went through Kareem and and you know the breaking the record and and how different the NBA was so I guess we'll start there it is a record that stood for almost forty years. How different is the end, or how different was it when Kareem broke the all-time scoring record from when LeBron broke it last night?
2: So I want everybody who watched the game to think about what you saw last night: the celebrities in the crowd, the massive number of NBA uh, dignitaries and staffers who you saw there organizing that moment on the court. Think about it, have the number of cameras in there. Think about the fact that it was on TNT. Think about the fact that, in fact, that game last night was broadcast around the world to about 200 countries. And, of course, streamed on the Internet, everything else. Think about all that, all the tweets, all the social media, every single way in which you consumed this game or observed it. In 1984, obviously long before the Internet and social media, long before satellite TV, cable, uh, and even cable TV in a lot of places, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar broke that record with, I'm told by people who were there, like, yeah, 20 to 30 media members, which was considered a big deal then. 20 to 30, men, man, there's been a big surge of, of reporters for that night. Also, the game was played at the Thomas and Max Center in Las Vegas at UNLV because it was a Utah Jazz home game. And the Jazz that season and for a while there were playing a number of, of quote-unquote home games every season in Las Vegas to try to expand their fan base and to promote themselves. So that the way that the schedule broke, that's where it ended up being. Now today, if that were happening and you didn't want to play the game in a uh, non-NBA city, a neutral site, uh, you would have kind of manipulated things the way that LeBron sort of did when he didn't play here in Brooklyn last week, and you know pushed back kind of the the timeline for him to break. The record. You're not doing that in 1984. There's no load management in 1984. There's no player rest in 1984. Pat Riley wasn't about to sit Kareem. Kareem probably wasn't about to sit. And that Laker team, unlike this one, actually had stakes that season because they went to the finals, and you know they they had you know every every game mattered. And it was uh, it was also in, in April, so they, I think they were still jockeying for position in the standings. Um, the only national TV broadcast in 1984 when Kareem broke the record was the fledgling USA Network, which back then was mostly like cartoons and talk shows, I think. So uh, it was a much, much different time. Uh, the, the the hoopla was um, a fraction of what we all just saw last night. So, yeah, a little a fun trip into the archives to see how things played out uh, 39 years ago. Howard,
1: looking to uh, LeBron and his time in L.A., you know, I I have, from a distance, assessed that Laker fans don't feel like uh, LeBron's time in L.A. has lived up to the billing. D- does LeBron still have work to do on his L.A. Laker legacy, despite winning the title in the bubble?
2: It's interesting. Um, I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast a few hours ago, and he made a really interesting uh, one point and one observation. Or, kind of a conclusion. The conclusion was he said, and this, this is going to sound like shades of that was the night, you know, Phil in the blank became president. Um, he said that was the last night was the night that, that LeBron really became a Laker or the Laker fans truly embraced him. Because if you think about it, the championship in 2020 won in the bubble, it wasn't won in LA, there was no parade. Laker fans did not get to actually participate meaningfully in the one championship that he won them. And, you know, the whole point of the exercise of having LeBron James on your team is to win championships, and he got them one. So, you know, mission uh, accomplished, but it it, it, it happened in a weird space. The whole world was in a weird place at that moment. And so it's not to asterisk it by any stretch, but it is to say that it didn't have the same kind of resonance probably for Laker fans. And last night was this incredible moment that is also authored by LeBron that they did get to participate in fully. And so I think there's something to that. Um, You know, if he never wins another championship for the Lakers, I think we'll always look at this particular stage of his career through, you know, a a little bit of a different lens, right? Like he went to Miami, they went to to four straight finals and won two championships. He comes back to Cleveland, they go to four straight finals and and, and, and win a championship there he's still good enough. He is not at at the same peak he was physically uh, that he was, you know, for those eight years. But he's still good enough that he should be able to lead the Lakers deep in the playoffs every year. But partially injuries to him, partially injuries to Anthony Davis, partially some absolutely disastrous moves made by the front office. And, you know, so right now you look at this particular chapter of his career and it, it feels a little unfulfilling, um, and I'm sure that's certainly how Laker fans would feel if they don't fix this thing, and you know, clock is literally ticking <laughs> toward the trade deadline tomorrow.
1: Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Howard, what are the next benchmarks for LeBron uh, from now to the end of his career?
2: I mean, I said years ago, in my view, he didn't need to prove anything else. You know, I like, I don't think like this ring counting thing that happens. Well, Kobe's got five, Duncan's got five, you know, obviously Jordan's got six. I I know, I know that that's, even LeBron has said he's chasing that ghost. That's fine. But I mean, if he never gets there, his career is still um, amazing unto itself. And he has done things that Jordan hasn't done, like going to eight straight finals and 10 overall and taking three straight teams to the championship. And, His career is just different. Obviously, he's got the scoring record now. He's top four all-time in assists. Um, Like, his resume is beyond complete. There's always another stage. There's always another record or another player to pass on some ranking. Um, But he could retire today, and and there's nothing left to prove as far as I'm concerned. All that said, he's still playing at such a high level that I think it's, it's, it's kind of I use this word, you know, lightly in basketball terms, but it's kind of a tragedy to see his his talent being wasted right now because he is an all time great, and you want to see the all time greats. Uh, their performances matter, and right now his performances aren't mattering. They lost the game last night, lest we forget, to the Oklahoma City Thunder, a team that is a in a, in the midst of a partial rebuild slash teardown slash whatever it is. Um, they're they're rising fast and their young players are nice and they're, they're going to be good before too long, but they're not supposed to be playing for anything meaningful this season and they just won a game on the Lakers' home court while LeBron is is getting this record. Uh, so, you know, that, that part of it, uh, as I say, um, LeBron has nothing to prove, but you want to see what he's doing right now uh, still matter, and it's not right now for the Lakers.
0: Let me ask you about the Kyrie deal to Dallas. I mean, it was a a big story, obviously, the last couple of days. Really, since he asked for the trade, ends up in Dallas, not in Los Angeles. Uh, Dallas sits at twenty nine and twenty six in the Western Conference. Do you give them any chance to win a championship?
2: The Mavericks? Uh, no, um, I'm not. I'm not there. Um, maybe if they make another move to shore up their defense. But you know, Dallas has three best players now: Luca, Kyrie Irving, and Christian Wood. Their three best offensive players, anyway, um, are all minuses defensively, and you know, also midseason trade for a star of Kyrie's caliber and and makeup takes some adjustment. Like, you know, can those two play together? Sure, of course they can. Kyrie and, and LeBron figured it out. Kyrie and Kevin Durant figured it out to some extent, although they never really got untracked uh, in Brooklyn. Kyrie and Luke will be fine, but I mean, you're you're going there with you know 30 games or whatever left, and so you're you're trying to adjust on the fly, and they traded their best defender and Dorian Finney-Smith to get him. Um, so, and I, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm not buying Dallas because you know they're they're still going to be a bottom third defensive team, and you know they're still you know a piece or two away. So, you know, the West is wide open. I, I believe that. Um, I know the Nuggets are, are, you know, kind of the, the pseudo favorite right now. I, I think there's a bunch of teams that could win the West, but I'm, I'm not convinced on the Mavericks.
1: Uh, Howard Beck on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline here. Uh, we do have some news coming along for the Cavs. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland out tonight against Detroit. Raul Neto and Harris Levert will be stepping into that the starting lineup. Fantastic. So hopefully you took Detroit in the ten and a half points Which for tonight. Which we did. Yeah. Uh, you know what Howard, really quickly, with the deadline tomorrow, are you expecting a a, a frenzy deadline and, and do you think the Cavs need to make a move?
2: I'm not expecting a frenzied deadline, but you know, we never know. Um everybody I've talked to around the league though feels the same that that you know, things are just kind of locked up. You know, the play-in tournament combined with the, the you know, the flatter lottery odds has made every team believe they're they're they've got something to play for. They're either playing for the play in or they're playing for, to get out of the play in and get to six. or so they're playing, trying to play to get to the top four to have home court. So they're just, there's, there's, there's not a lot of sellers right now. And so that's kind of, um, you know, suffocating the trade market, but you never know it only takes, you know, one or two deals to break through. And then maybe there's a flurry of activity as, as, as the, you know, we get the last minute arms race, um, the Cavs look. You know, there's there's a clear tier in, in the East. The, the Celtics and the Bucks are in their own tier. It, that's just the way it is. That's the you know those, those are the teams that um, have the best balance, the best you know depth and array of talents, and have both proven that they can be you know in the finals. Bucks obviously won a championship. Celtics lost, but they've both been in the last two finals. Everybody else is chasing those teams, and the Cavs are in that group. Obviously, they got to get healthy. It would help if they could get a, a, a steady small forward, preferably somebody who can shoot three pointers um, at a decent clip. Uh, but uh, you know, I'll I'll say what I've been saying for the last year about the Cavs—they're already ahead of schedule, and the Donovan Mitchell, you know, acquisition kind of um, pushed them that much f- further forward and probably raised the expectations out there. But you know, they're they're still a fairly young team and, and inexperienced in the postseason. And, you know, we'll see if there's another move that Kobe Altman and his staff can make um, in the next, whatever, less than 24 hours now. Um, But, you know, I I, I like where they are. I'm I'm not going to be disappointed on their behalf if they don't get anything done before the deadline. They're still going to make some noise in the playoffs.
1: Follow this man on Twitter while you can at Howard Beck. Also, check out his story on how the NBA scoring record was broken 39 years ago on Sports Illustrated. Howard, you're a gentleman. We appreciate you. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big
1: cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.